Welcome to Playmakers, everyone. I'm your host, Haley Elwood. It is week 13, and the Los Angeles Chargers will wrap up their series against the Las Vegas Raiders this week in Vegas. So joining me to talk about this matchup and to welcome her back to Chargers properties, we'll get to that in a second, is Raiders Digital Managing Editor, Rachel Gossin. Rachel, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's great to be be with you. So I make the joke about welcoming you back because for those who may not know, you were with us back in 2018. You were a Chargers digital content assistant, contributing writer, did everything under the sun. You've now joined the likes of Gus Bradley, Denzel Perryman, Casey Hayward, former Chargers legends who then became Raiders legends. So we are so happy for you. Um, But welcome back. It's kind of fun to talk about this game with you. It is. It's exciting. That's a long list of names that I don't know if I've, I rank up there yet with them, but very exciting. I always love Chargers versus Raiders. Just It brings back memories for me, but also new ones and new exciting things that are going to happen. Yeah, that's kind of the cool part. Before we actually get to this game, I just have one quick question, and that is for someone who maybe, you know, this is kind of rare to have someone who spent time in the team space and then went to another team. What is maybe the biggest thing really quick, just right off the top, just job wise about maybe what you've learned in transitioning from franchise to franchise, maybe going from, you know, assistant to now full-time. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting that just seeing the way that teams run their organizations, because a lot, some of it is different, but a lot of it is the same. We're all here trying to stack wins, get wins and make the best content that we can for fans. And uh, yeah, it's just exciting to see like, what they do on the field and how we can translate that into content and getting it out there for people. And I learned a lot like working at the Chargers under you, um, especially as like a woman in this space. It was really just exciting to watch like how you managed everything in a full-time capacity. And I've, you know, try to replicate some of that now because I feel like you really taught me a lot. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> that. You were awesome. Like I said, you were such a rock star for us back then, and we were bummed to lose you, but so happy for you and where you are right now, despite the AFC West rivalry. But I always like to say yeah. the Raiders have some of my favorite people in the NFL, so you're now just added But to we get list. to see each other twice a year. So That's it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So speaking of twice a year, this is the second matchup, as I said, between these two teams this season. You mentioned it. You've been on both sides. You've been on the Chargers side. You're now on the Raiders side. We always talk about these games being weird. They always are. (laughs) But from your perspective, what is your feeling every time these two teams meet? Oh, man, I always know that it's going to be just not normal. Like something's going to happen if it's overtime, if it's just like some weird play that happened. Mm -hmm. It's just it's it's going to be crazy. And it's going to be an interesting game always. Like you're never going to be bored watching these games. It's true. It's entirely true. And I know that the Chargers and the Raiders both played NFC West teams last week. And it got weird again for both of them. But both teams walked out with a win. (laughs) Um, for you guys, for the Raiders, it hasn't always been easy this season, but you're on a two game win streak. How are the Raiders now a different team than when the chargers last saw them in week one? That is a massive time difference right there. It is. And I think week one, especially when you have a new coach, you're really still kind of in that phase of like, this is a new system. We're figuring this out, trying to nail down like what your identity is and who this team is going to become, which I think they've really started to find, especially last week. I mean, you saw the offense just absolutely explode, especially with Josh Jacobs. But you look back at week one and at that point, you know, everybody's fresh right now. We don't have Hunter Renfro. We don't have Darren Waller. There's a lot of injuries on both sides, the Chargers as well. So it is two very different teams because a lot has happened since then, but a lot has also been figured out. Like 
week one, we were still kind of in that mode of like, what does the O-line look like? Trying out different packages, different people. Now it feels a little more set. It seems to be working with Josh's 303-yard yeah. game last <laughs> week. So it seems like we've kind of figured it out and the confidence is, is really there. Yeah, and I think that's something that as you sort of turn to this game, maybe earlier in the season, the Chargers would have looked at this game and been like, oh, this is maybe a guaranteed win. But the Raiders, as you mentioned it, have gotten kind of figured some things out as of late. And we always know these divisional games are so different and weird things happen as we mention it. But in speaking to one of those players you brought up, Josh Jacobs had an insane game last week, over 300, insane, over 300 total yards. He put on a show. I know that there's reports he's dealing with a calf strain right now, and we won't necessarily get into that, but when he has been healthy and specifically maybe looking at last week, what has been working so well for him as of late? Yeah, I think he'd be, I mean, obviously he's putting in the work, running those yards and it's insane that, you know, he was questionable going into that game last week and then put up that kind of performance. And yeah. and it really shows, like, the heart that he has. Like, he loves this game. Uh, Coach McDaniel said, like, the best compliment he could give him is he's a football player. You know, he has the passion, he has the heart, and he wants to go out there and help his team win. But he'll Josh will also be the first to tell you that it's credit to the O-line and credit to a lot of these guys who have helped him get those holes, make those holes for him to run through so that he can get there and make these really big plays, these first downs. So I think it's, you know, it's really just gelling you know like we talked about that the o-line has kind of found itself they're gelling that helps josh gel it helps derek gel and it really gets the offense going when josh jacobs does get going what kind of dynamic does he add to that offense overall it's crazy it's crazy that you know you have Devonte adams but then you have like a josh jacobs breakout game you have like one of the best receivers in the league but it's like it wasn't him that popped off this game it was josh and so it's just cool to see all the different like Oh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but just the different options that can happen. And it, it just makes things really interesting because you you don't know who's, whose day it's going to be. Yeah, and that's kind of the crazy thing, too. Even despite the injuries that you have mentioned, it does sort of seem to ebb and flow. And one of those things, just when I was doing research for this game, is I didn't realize Devontae Adams has 10 touchdowns on the season mm -hmm. because I think sometimes you look at maybe some of the losses and you think, oh, they're not scoring, but – they are. He's got 10. How has he grown in this offense since coming in this year? I think it's, well, I don't know if you can really grow when you're one of the top receivers. Like he's, True, yeah. he is as advertised, but um, I mean, he's had five or six, a hundred yard receiving games so far this season, which is just massive. And mm -hmm. I think we've really seen the trust of him and Derek Carr, like going back to college, you know, we've always heard them talk about like, like I've, I've never seen, I've watched highlights of Fresno State. I never saw them live in their college years. But you imagine like how that must have felt like watching them. And now you get to see it live in the league. And crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, maybe early on, I, or I was watching, obviously, the Chargers played the, um, excuse, excuse me, the Cardinals last week. And they were talking about Kyler Murray and, and Marquise Brown and maybe the bond that they had previously had. And but you forget, it's been a long time since the two of them last played together. And I think you could say the same about Derek Carr and Devontae. But as the season has gone on, they've seemed to strengthen their bond. Is that would would that be something that you would sort of take and say, having watched them throughout this year so far? I would. I think we also have to consider like they've been in this league for nine years mm -hmm. and they've been, you know, Adam Devante has been in, in Green Bay in like their system. Derek's been out here. They haven't played together in nine years, even though they've been training together in the off season. That's not really the same as like replicating an actual game. So it was kind of finding 
I mean, week one, Devontae still had, I think, 141 oh, yeah, receiving I mean, yards, yeah. which was really like, for Raiders fans, was like his Devontae Adams moment. Um, but we've really seen them kind of grow as they get more comfortable in McDaniel's system, and they're figuring it out together and building upon that trust that they had in college and just making it off the charts up to the league, like league level. What kind of maybe impact has a guy like Devontae Adams had on the rest of the offense, knowing this is such an established veteran, one of the top receivers in the league now coming into a brand new team, but sort of having to sort of almost, I don't want to say like remake his mark, but kind of in a way, because he's sort of starting fresh and starting over. I think it's been really great for some of the younger receivers like Mac Hollins. I know he's talked a lot about, he's always picking Devontae's brain. Like mm-hmm. he knows that Devontae is like, he's he's shown out and so he knows he has everything to learn from him and even Hunter Renfro has said that like Hunter Renfro made the Pro Bowl last year and Devante said he learns things from these guys so it's all I think just that receiver room is like it's what you know and what you can share with each other and that really just helps each other grow because that's kind of the goal right you don't really it's a team sport you're not focused on your own stats and yourself you want everyone to be on the same level everyone as best as they can. So absolutely. So now flipping to the defense, Max Crosby certainly made his presence felt against the Seahawks last week. We mentioned this Raiders team. They're on a two game win streak. Both wins have come in overtime, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Craziness. (laughs) But defensively, how has that unit maybe been key to this sort of turnaround as of late? Yeah, I mean, kind of like the offense, again, it's a, a defense that's learning a new system and has taken time. They've had a lot of new players on that side of the ball, so it's taken time to kind of adjust. Um, but Max is really, I think, the heart of the defense. Like, he also plays with so much passion, just like Josh Jacobs. Really loves the game of football. Also became a father this season, and I think that might give him a little more juice to play, having a little baby girl. Um, but he just, he I, he's always there in the big moments. I saw We saw last week, um, that, that overtime stop on the Seahawks. And it was just like, he's, he is there. And I think that kind of powers the rest of the defensive players who have really stepped up. We saw a lot of great, um, great stuff on the interior defensive line, like Andrew Billings last week. I think he notched half a sack, maybe a full one. Um, but it was just like Max brings the juice. He brings the energy that's just going to heighten everyone else's very much that Derwin James figure. If you turn it back to this team, someone who that was his rookie season. That was essentially your rookie season with us too. Yes. (laughs) Rookies together. (laughs) Rookies together. Exactly. All right. Final question for you. As we say, these games are always strange. They're always weird. They're always exciting though. That is the one thing, but what is maybe a factor that you see could, you know, play a role in how this game plays out? I mean, just looking at last week's games, they both came down to the wire, and I think that could happen again. This could be another shootout. This could be, you know, just something that's going to be like, oh, my gosh, who's going to score? Who's, how's this going to play out? We don't know until there's two seconds left. Um, and I think really to get to that is going to be limiting mistakes and limiting penalties because that could play a factor in how this turns out in the end is, you know, if you're making penalties early on, it might come back to bite you. Yeah, playing clean football, obviously a key Rachel, we appreciate it. It is so good to talk to you. So good to see you. I know we saw, yeah, you were there in week one. I know we saw each other at the draft, but at least you've stayed in division, which is fun to be able to still (laughs) catch up, but we appreciate you coming on and sharing some insight. Thank you. And we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks, Rachel. Rachel.